Well, every blessing to you all, and welcome back to my Open Air Pulpits. We've been very busy over the last two to three weeks. We spent 10 days in Cambridge, and if you get this month's newsletter, you will see all of our photographs. We took down, we think, 12,000 tracks, and we came back with 10,000. So for 10 days, divided over six people, it uh, is around 145 per person per day. Apathy is still a problem in the UK, but as always, you just keep pushing on. Before the outreach in Cambridge, Manchester was bombed back on uh, the 22nd of May, which left uh, 22 people dead. And since then, we've had a couple more terrorist attacks. And these attacks will keep on coming because we are number one, a secular nation, number two, living in the last days, and number three, the Lord is angry with the wicked every day. But when it comes to trying to understand what is going on, when it comes to trying to explain what is going on, we have to go to the scripture. Go to Ephesians, please. Ephesians chapter 6, look if you will, at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So if you're not saved, number one, is not your Lord. Number two, this piece of scripture has no uh, relevance to you. And number three, I can't help you. In fact, if you're not saved, you are just as lost as the terrorists. You are just as lost as their victims, which makes the whole thing even more depressing. I mean, it's bad enough to die in vain if you are an Islamist, but it's even worse to die in vain alongside your victims and all go to the same place. And no, I'm not speaking about heaven. I'm speaking about hell. Finally, my brethren, brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil will come at you. He will keep coming at you. If you are saved, if you are doing anything for him, no matter how minute, he will keep coming at you. Like I say, we spent 10 days in Cambridge. We spoke to a lot of people. Photographs, write-up will be in this month's newsletter. If you're not getting it, send us an email address and we will add you to it. Many conversations, and yet one atheist, one irritant, continued to plague us, continued to challenge us. It was somewhat of an unusual encounter to experience. I guess I'm more used to apathy. But I knew that behind this atheist, this very angry, this very hostile, this very uh, sad old man, was the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. This is aimed at saving people once again that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil is a real person, and he will keep coming at you. Once you get saved, you can't sit back and do nothing. I mean, like, indefinitely. And if you attempt to sit back and do nothing indefinitely, he will, almighty God, I should say, will allow the devil to work you over. But if you're in the front line, if you've got a ministry, if you've got a platform like this, the devil... It's going to be all over you like a rash. 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We don't get into a physical altercation with people. This atheist in, uh, in Cambridge challenged me. He challenged Patrick. He challenged our group from three, four countries to meet him in a duel, in a spiritual sense, you understand. And I said to him and our little group that we're not in the streets to debate such people. We don't allow such people to 
dictate terms and conditions to us. At the same time, we don't want to get into a physical altercation. What's taken place in the UK over the last several weeks is physical, and it's been allowed to reoccur for many reasons. First of all, to try and cause a civil war. Number two, because you've got unsaved people killing unsaved people. And like I say, you've got secularism. You've got the state doing its own thing. For we, the children of God, wrestle not against flesh and blood. You can't defeat terrorism. You can't defeat militant Islam. You can't defeat jihadi Islam. You can't defeat any ism using physical means. In fact, I'll say this. You can't defeat Islamic jihadism with any bullets, bomb, or weapon of any kind. This is a spiritual battle. But against principalities, visible and invisible, against powers, could be states within states, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The devil has got pretty much every government in his pocket. He's got pretty much every church in his pocket. He's got all of the religions of the world in his pocket. He's got the Illuminati, the Jesuits, the money markets in his pocket. And that's why he's called the God of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. So if you are watching the news every day, if you are trying to comprehend what is going on, if you are struggling to get any truth from the news media, well, let me say this to you. Number one, you won't get such material or you won't get any truth from such people. You need to go to the scripture. But if you're not saved, then you are just as lost as the Islamists that are killing themselves and killing their victims. 12 again. For we, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, demons, devils, against powers on the earth and up in space, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, secret societies, false religions, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Back in the Old Testament, the children of Israel would go to high spots such as this and worship their false deities. There's something about height. Please excuse my earpiece. There's something about going up high, and yet the Lord Jesus Christ would ascend from a mount like this, would preach to the apostles from a high spot such as this. So you got, as always, something good and something bad. But these principalities, such wickedness, is going to be found in high places, which, if you think about UFOs, if you think about visitors, quote-unquote, from outer space, maybe they aren't coming from outer space, maybe they're coming from under your feet, because uh, hell is in the ground. 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye may be able to, to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And yet, if you don't believe in God, this won't be of any help to you, that ye, all of you, may be able to withstand in the evil day. Not just one day, but days in general, and having done all to stand. So the picture here is of a first century soldier. He's all kitted out. He's ready to roll. He's ready to do battle. He's spent a period of time training, and if he's in the Roman uh, army, he will be a part of such an army for 15 years. He'll be sent all over the Roman Empire. It could be Britain, could be Italy, it could be Macedonia. And once he arrives at his location, he's going to fight. And of course, if you know 
anything about the Roman Empire, they were pretty brutal. But here, Paul is using such an analogy for a first century Christian. 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the helmets, excuse me, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So you can't miss the imagery, can you? First century Roman soldier, spiritually applied to a Bible-believing Christian. Stand therefore, take a stand, be firm. Having your loins girt about with truth, top to bottom, but not physically, spiritually, because once again, we don't fight people physically. We don't take weapons and kill people, you understand. You are told to turn the other cheek. You are told to lay your life down for the brethren, if necessary. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand firm, stand fast, stand to attention. If you are a saved person, you will have to take a stand. It could be on a street corner. It could be in your place of work. It could be anywhere at any time. But mark my words, if you are saved, you will have to stand. You will have to raise your voice. You may have to explain to people in your communities why Islamists are killing so many people, why so many people are dying in vain. And you may have to explain that the perpetrators and the victims of Islamic terrorism are both heading to the same place. And I'm referring to hell, of course, not heaven. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, imputation, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Peace. Biblical Christianity is a peaceful faith. We don't go around forcing people to convert. We don't go around forcing people to repent. We don't say, if you don't convert to Islam, we're going to cut your heads off. We don't get the thumb screws out like the Catholic Church did for a long time. We don't torture people. We don't murder people. We don't get the dogs like uh, the KGB would do in Russia and set the dogs like Alsatians, like German shepherds on pregnant Jehovah's Witnesses. We don't do that kind of thing. We don't brainwash people like they do in North Korea. We don't force people to march on their knees to Rome, which the uh, kings in England would do back in the 15th, 16th century in great fear of going to hell. We don't do that. We don't go around forcing people to submit to Jesus. And yet, if they die without Jesus, off to hell they go. Above all, 16, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So the devil goes around like a roaring lion. He's very busy in Islam. He's very busy in Catholicism. He's very busy in the Jesuits. He's very busy in the Illuminati. He's very busy in society in general. One of his great achievements has been to create evolution, to put people into a passive slumber state. They believe that we've all evolved from animals, that we can't sort this problem out when it comes to Islam, that we have to work together, quote-unquote, to make this a better society. It won't work. You're either saved or unsaved. You're either for the Lord or you are against the Lord. Above all, 16 again, taking the shield of faith in a spiritual sense, not a physical sense, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, the wicked. Now in the context, this will have some application to the Antichrist. He is referred to as the wicked, son of Satan. But doctrinally, for here and now, for the church age, this 
is in reference to those of us that are in frontline service, those of us that go into the streets, those of us that try and get people saved, those of us that speak up, those of us that warn people that if they die without Christ, off to hell they go. 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds. And, excuse me, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Take the helmet of salvation, 17, which again, if you're not saved, isn't for you. If you're not saved, you are a victim. You are a victim waiting to become a victim. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, we are King James, this ministry. We make no apologies for that. We use the King James Bible. We preach from it. We take it onto the streets with us. We bring it up to the open air pulpit, as you can see today. We stand for the Scriptures. We stand for the Savior, and we stand for the Scriptures. And we say this, that without the Savior, you can't be saved. Without the Scripture, you can't be saved. Without the Scripture, you cannot grow. Without the Savior, you cannot be saved. They go hand in hand. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, verse 18. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Intercession, interceding, praying for others, not yourself. And for me, Paul speaking, that utterance may be given unto me, that I can open my mouth and be bolder, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. The mystery meaning hidden, uh, not particularly clear, something which was held back, going back to the parables of the Savior. He was speaking parables on many occasions because the Jews would reject him, would ridicule him, would seek to undermine him, and therefore he would speak in parables to them. And here Paul, far from being this one-man band, far from being infallible, far from being Pope Paul, far from being this greater or holier than thou type of person, is asking the Ephesians to pray for him, to help him, to grow, to speak boldly, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, 20, that therein I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak, 19 again, that I may open my mouth boldly, to make known the mystery of the gospel, to get people saved, for which I'm an ambassador, an ambassador in bonds. Yes, technically, uh, in reference to his incarcerations, but also, spiritually speaking, in reference to his old nature, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Speak the truth, get the gospel out. Don't be paralyzed with what the news is reporting 24-7, rolling news. And yes, it's going to get worse. And no, you can't fix it. You can't reverse it. You can't stop it. This is the devil's way to attack a secular society. And he will use false religions like Islam to do it. He will use the media to really paralyze people. And the media, like I've said over the years, are no help at all when it comes to the truth. They can't explain what's going on. The churches can't explain what's going on. In fact, I saw the Catholic cardinal in London, the most powerful priest in the UK, 
speaking about community relations, speaking about this, speaking about that. And I've seen other so-called Christian leaders going down to events in London, like with that tower burnt uh, to the ground, or not quite, but it killed many people, and trying to explain what is going on. And if you listen to what they say, they can't explain anything. They can't explain why 200 people burnt to death in southwest London. They can't explain why 22 people were murdered in Manchester. They can't explain why a dozen people were cut down their prime during a night out in London. They can't explain why this or why that happens. They can't explain anything. They are just as lost as the world because they're not saved, number one. They don't believe in the scriptures, number two. And they too are children of the devil. So just a very short video from a very hot open air pulpit. And if you want to get some good material, if you want to grow in grace, Join me every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. UK time. As you know, I'm currently working my way through 2 Corinthians. And this Sunday, Lord willing, I will hopefully conclude 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Also, I was able to record eight sermons during our 10-day get-together in Cambridge. And Lord willing, I will start to post those eight sermons at the month of July. And then perhaps start uploading 2 Corinthians in video format Maybe August the 1st, I don't know. But so much going on in the UK, so much going on all around, all, no, all around the world. And like I say, if you're not saved, uh, I can't help you. But if you want to be saved, if you want to escape what is going on, you want to make sure that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just trust in him. Get under the blood. Believe on him, trust in him. And then once you've done that, Get, get your hands on a King James Bible. Read it, believe it, and I promise you the Lord will save you. He will cleanse you of all of your past, present, and future sins. And if you want to be a blessing to your community, if you want to make a difference to those that you are living around, working around, uh, communicating with, so on and so forth, then you can do so through the Scriptures. But you need to be uh, clothed, spiritually speaking. You need to be equipped Spiritually speaking, you need to be humble. You need to be uh, confessed up. Make sure there's no unconfessed sin in your life. And then go into your towns, cities, communities, and do what you can for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you, you will be a blessing to those that you come into contact with. Don't expect too much too soon, of course. People are still going to have a sense of indifference to, uh, towards you. But you may get through to some people. And like we always offer, if you want some tracks drop us a line. So I will leave it uh, with that uh, offer and wish you every blessing and every happiness and joy. May the Lord bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen and Maranatha.